This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Indeed. Monday, right? It's Monday. Now, 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 now. A little bit of uh, Eric Clapton and the Dominoes. Yeah. Uh, that's not how it goes, though. Nonetheless, uh, I'm here. It's a miserable... It's not miserable, but it's it's one of those days where it's a reminder of what's to come. And, uh, well, I don't need to remind you that. Not even the, as Jeff uh, Graham would say, can we say that? The white stuff. Seven five five. Seven minutes after five o'clock. Jim Levin's walking around like he's uh, at the Notre Dame somewhere. You know, hunched over. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look healthy. You know, I noticed that myself. When you get out of uh, you know, get out of bed. Well, yeah. When you get, when you get out of bed and you're hunched over. You know, people might look at look at you. What are you looking for? Like uh, you, you, you drop something. A contact lens. I said, nope, I'm just um, getting old. I look down all the time now. Are you discouraged? Are you shy? You feel like you don't fit in anymore? Nope, I'm just, uh, my neck is pointing to the ground and I can't do anything about it. It's like a comedian would say, like, uh, you know, you know when you go to, the, you get to a certain age and you go to your doctor, you go, uh, I got this pain in my arm. What's that all about? So oh, that's just, you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Just get over it. You know, back in the old days, it's like, well, you know, do this, do that. You're young. It's okay. By the time you're 30, you, you know, won't even think about these, you know, this injury. Now you get to a certain age, you get some type of tenderness in your, in your elbow. It's like, nope, you're going to have to live with that. Sorry. Nothing you could do about it. You could think you're Jacqueline, but you ain't, and it's not going to happen. Uh, one story that I forgot, I failed to mention on Friday. I tried to make it a lighthearted show on Friday. I got a call from county legislator and friend Bobby Ferris. Uh, Big Apple Music and Massey's, uh, Massey's Furniture Barn on Sand Street. They call it Sand Street. I've done, I don't know, like a gazillion ads for uh, a Big Apple over the years. Never in my life did I ever associate it with, the, with Sand Street. But believe it or not, there is a street in the parking lot. And there's a couple of guys that live there, and they get real pissed off at the, at the city for not plowing their, their driveway or their street. Because it is a street. It's weird. It's just crazy. Our city planners never planned on uh, Watertown looking the way it, it is. And being divided, you know, by you know, essentially two thoroughfares, on this side at least. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's a uh, not to get off the beaten path here, but there is a sign that, that he's had this beautiful LED sign out front. That's that's Bobby's sign. He uh, shares it with uh, his landlord, and that of course is Sean Massey. And uh, both of them, because both of them have their logo on it, but there's a picture on News Junkie from last week, and it's on Facebook now. Notice lawful. Concealed carry permits on the premises. And I went to another establishment last week. And as I opened up the door, I noticed 
the icon of a hand pistol. I'm like, hmm, I never saw that. But you know how you, you, you stumble over things for the first time, you don't really pay any attention to it, and then you realize you, you know, you, you're poisoned with nuclear fallout for the rest of your life? Don't, don't touch this. And then you realize, geez, you know, it took me a couple of weeks to realize what that meant. But I guess it's too late now. Shake. Well, it says, no, uh, notice lawful concealment carry permitted on the premises. Now, when you look at something like that, you think, oh, wait a minute. It's telling me I cannot go on the premises with a gun. But in reality, it's saying that if you're lawful and you have a concealed carry, which nine out of nine people in Jefferson County have, you are permitted on our premises. All in answer, of course, to uh, Kathy Hochul. Uh, and her attempt to take conceal- to take weapons out of everyone's hands, except for the bad guys. So there's some good uh, good responses. This, and I typically when I see a story like this, a local one at that, I like seeing the responses. One of which, excuse me, is Lisa Beth, who says she lived in uh, Texas for many years. Concealed carry was the standard, except in churches, bars. And the like, it was fine, she says. Responsible gun owners aren't whipping out pistols. Excuse me while I whip out my pistol. Uh, whipping out pistols every two minutes, y'all. It's fine. Worry about something else. She's got a lot of responses. Normally, when you see a lot of responses, you just you want to see if there's a kind of like a fist fight going on in that group. Colleges began allowing, con- uh, someone says, or the same person says, uh, someone agreed with her. I've been here for 28 years, and even though we have a constitutional carry, I can honestly say I've never noticed anyone carrying. That's that's kind of true. I've never seen anyone actually carry a pistol. I don't really know that. Uh, and then it goes on and on. So, what say you about that? Are we are we? You know, is this an outreach? Are we t- essentially telling people that it's you know do, you know we want your business if you are if you conceal carry carrier. And you know how many people have asked me for that sign they could put on their door, the other businesses, just in the last couple of days? By the way, this is incredible. 2.3K people like this on News Junkie on their Facebook feed. That's a lot of people. That's incredible. You go on News Junkie or on News Junkie uh, Facebook feed, uh, you're going to be noticed, that's for sure. So that was last week. I failed to mention it. Uh, uh, Bobby was all excited that he got in the news again. This time, of course, for good reason. No, just kidding. Uh, Bobby, of course, uh, was on the show a couple, uh, maybe a month, two months ago, talking about his uh, new real estate uh, dealings. He's got his own separate ent- entity. He's also a partner uh, with uh, Jake Johnson and others, uh, and they're doing wonderful things. Now, one thing, another thing I failed to mention in recent weeks is the renovations they did to the historic Paddock Arcade. Uh, with the, and I'm not going to say power. I don't know what kind of blue that is. Is that sky blue with the white or, uh, or trim to it? What a transformation! And then they put the brickwork around, around the doorway. It looks looks fantastic. It really does. And who could forget? Uh, I had a building that I was renting out for a bit there for a year across the way. One of the oldest buildings on the block. That's the Benadio block, uh, right there on the corner of Public Square and uh, Franklin Street. Kind of it's it's the it's the bend, if you will. And yes, parts of that foundation and the walls in that were actually made. Right around the time as uh, the Monroe Doctrine was established back in 1825. That's how old that, that block is. Anyway, that was uh, completely redone. A lot of these buildings were about, that one in particular, was about to fall into the ground. Another year or two of bad winters of heavy snow load wouldn't be there. You might see the front of it, but the back of it was going to about to fall apart. It's incredible. I've been on that third floor of that building. I wasn't supposed to, apparently. But I went up there like a little child going up in a, in, in a, in a, in a treehouse that he didn't belong in. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's like going into a, a Rod Serling, you know, Twilight Zone episode. You are going back in time. But my point is, the historic Paddock Arcade 
uh, has a new face left. And that, to me, is one of the biggest stories in Watertown since I moved here. And not for nothing, I don't know if, I mean, not to put the, a burden on Channel 7, but let's face it, they're literally right, they're literally right across the street. I don't know if they did a story on that. They probably did. One of their beautiful, uh, I shouldn't say that, that's, a, that's inappropriate. Uh, one of their reporters, I should say, not a misogynist, uh, probably did a, a, a thorough story about that, con- completely professional. And, uh, you know, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing beyond that. Anyway, uh, big story and a lot of great things going on in Public Square. So I uh, actually hired a, uh, a firm right on Public Square, right, right in the same place I was at, who's uh, a drone company that uh, did some great drone footage of the uh, Empire Square restaurant. And a uh, g- great place. It's right smack in the middle of Public Square. And it's just great what drones can do. You've seen drones all the time in sporting events, uh, drone footage for real estate. Uh, but this particular drone footage actually went uh, right down the uh, Franklin Street uh, on this, from the second floor level and then b- went around over the fountain and then went inside the restaurant. And uh, I have the final footage. We did this like three weeks ago already. And uh, it's just fantastic. What a beautiful place, especially on a beautiful, crisp, blue su- uh, day. It doesn't matter if it's summer or spring. Public Square looks awesome, especially if the fountain's going. And it, w- and it is. I don't know. When did they turn the fountain off? Does anyone know? I figured by Columbus Day it would probably be closed, shut off by now. Don't want to you know, have our first frost. And I think we've had our first frost, although you wouldn't know it. I've, I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes your phone takes, uh, reminds you of what it looked like this time last year. You didn't ask for this type of stuff. It's amazing how Google, Facebook, they'll just bring up pictures from years ago. Hey, remember this when you were you know, hungover and you got a DWI? And you lost your dog? Well, here it is again. Oh, here you go. Uh, and it's amazing. This time last year, uh, the leaves weren't as colorful as they are. Now. Well, I shouldn't say that. The leaves were almost gone. So we're kind of having, you know, a, I guess an extended summer or, or, or uh, Indian summer. Oop, can't say that either. Do we say guardian summer, by the way? Do we say warrior summer now? I'm t- you know, more and more I realize that I'm turning into Jeff Graham. Do we say the, uh, do we call it the, uh, you know, the white stuff 755 and by the way speaking of it it's like me turning into uh, jeff graham i love those progressive commercials with the guy that looks like uh, boomer siason's older brother with the mustache you know that dude and uh, he's trying to teach people who are tr- who are acting too much like their parents and i know i've gone over this ad nauseum and i shouldn't because this is glenn curry this is how i think but i love comparing commercials from in, in within industries like car industries beer companies over the years Bud Light versus, you know, uh, Miller Light, whichever. Uh, but uh, the, the guy that looks like Boomer Siason when he's trying to teach people not to be their parents, and he's doing a book signing event, and the one guy is trying to say, you know, come on, people, let's, uh, let's straighten out this line here. <laughs> it's so typical of people that, I guess, get into their 40s and start acting like their parents. Greatest, one of the best ever. Still not as good as the... Uh, as the uh, uh, um, so easy, uh, uh, I was going to say gorilla, so easy a caveman can do it. That, that campaign has been put on the shelf forever, not indefinitely, forever. But at the time when they first came out with those commercials years ago, I used to love them. But the Geico's kind of taken a step back or two. They're not as funny. Uh, Liberty Mutual commercials are the most obnoxious. I can't stand them. I do like State Farm because Jake from State Farm is funny. I used to think he was an athlete, but then I realized he wasn't. Uh, and then, but again, progressive with Flo and Tom Ham, and she thinks his name is John Ham. She has no idea who he is. <laughs> and, and it's not like I'm going to jump ship and just buy progressive insurance. I don't even have one inkling 
of what I'm paying right now, and, and I don't care. As long as I don't run into a brick wall and I'm not covered, then I'll start worrying about it. But no doubt, the progressive commercials with Flo and Jamie and the others that look like they work at a butcher market uh, with no blood, by the way, and the, uh, the and also the same company, the guy with Boomer Esiason, How Not to Be Your Parents, greatest commercials going on right now. So if you have an ad campaign that's, that's, that's kicking around or something old uh, that you'd like to bring back to life again, by all means, give us a shout. We used to talk about, the only time people talk about commercials is like the day after uh, uh, the Super Bowl. And most of the commercials I see on Super Bowl Sunday, they're not impressive. They're not impressive. A lot of them are just slapstick, you know, shock value, do something with a monkey, and that's about it. <clears throat> so uh, I, I pay attention. I'm the only guy that sits there while other people go into the bathroom and get themselves a half-ass sandwich in between you know, uh, Seinfeld episodes. I'm watching the commercials. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. I, I posted this, and our, our friend Lauren, the owner of the Black River Drive-In, sent me a, uh, a little thing to set, set up on our Facebook page. It's, and it reminds me, too, that uh, we're getting closer and closer to the double feature for Rocky Horror and the movie that I was in called Brain Hunter, 1987. Uh, please, if you can, uh, uh, you know, if you've never seen the movies, uh, well, one, a lot of you haven't seen Brain Hunter at all because uh, it's brand new. But if you haven't been a part of the Rocky Horror experience, we've expanded it to two days this year, the 28th and 29th. Rocky Horror will be played first on Friday for the first time ever, and then uh, followed by uh, Brain Hunter. And then we reverse the process the very next night. Brain Hunter on the 29th, followed by Rocky Horror. It's a Halloween weekend. It's all for a good cause. All, all the dollars go straight to our uh, local Watertown Urban Mission by way, uh, courtesy, I should say, of uh, uh, music for the mission by Attorney Jan- Joe Stanley. So we're very proud about that. We've been doing it now. This is our ninth year. So if you want to jump on board, uh, by all means, j- uh, join us at the Black River Drive-In. I think, you know, I should know the pricing on this. I think it's $10 a car, 15 bucks. I don't even know. I should know that. But uh, it, I can tell you this much. It's a lot cheaper than what you would get you know, at, at the grocery store today. I know people are bitching about pricing, and I don't want to just add to the, uh, uh, you know, that, that pile. But today I went to, uh, where did I go? I go to Piggly Wiggly, and I know they're not an advertiser. You know, Jim doesn't like that. Oh, something fought Bob. I went to Piggly Wiggly thinking, oh, this is nice Southern charm. Go here, you know, save some money. And uh, I, what did I get? I got, uh, I'll tell you what I got. I got two dozen eggs. I got ice cream, Friendly's ice cream, in one of those tubs. Uh, I got some cheese for cheese and crackers. I, I start grabbing things. Now I'm really paying attention. Hot dogs. Hot dog! Uh, and about three other, oh, and I got, for some reason or other, I got, <laughs> I got uh, um, English muffins and bagels. <laughs> As if, like, I was expecting, you know, like, a bunch of rabbis to show up at my house or stuff. I bought them both. I don't know why. And the other thing is, you ever get to, like, you ever get into an empty grocery store and the one item you want, someone's standing right in front of that spot? And, you know, you, you can't be rude. You can't turn into a male Karen. And you can't incite someone that might be a Karen. So you just walk away. I'll come back to that. I was going to get that bread uh, that, oh, that, that they make down there in uh, Utica. It's got like an old lady on it. She looks like the lady that's coming out of the bathtub in The Shining. She's a frightening woman. But it's the best-looking bread, best-tasting bread I've had. And it's great. It's in this particular corner at what used to be Tops, what used to be Super Duper, which is now Piggly Wiggly across from the high school. And it's the only place in the whole store you can get this bread. I forget the name of it. It's got a really crazy name to it. And, and like I said, this woman looks like she's got a mustache. She's ancient, whatever. But it's great bread. And there was a woman just you know, standing there in the corner. 
and she's just kind of she's got a shopping cart and she's extended her arms she's taking up space like that could be the half the length of a car it's like it's not like one of those things where you can kind of reach over you don't you don't want to get into people's you know personal space when you're trying to reach for something at a grocery store you know you just get you don't do those things anymore so I just you know I just did a mental note to myself as well let's there's other things to get on this on this list of yours Glenn uh, let's go let's let we'll we'll circle back to this to the old woman and I'm not talking about the woman that was waiting there. Nonetheless, I forgot to get the bread. Anyway, that would have tacked on at least another five, six bucks as it was. Uh, I bought like less than 15 items because I wasn't a real a-hole. I actually got in line for 15 items or less, right? Just the necessities. Oh, I also got creamer because I can't live without it. I don't know why Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have creamer, and yet they sell creamer with the Dunkin' Donuts name on it. It doesn't make any sense. You know, like the vanilla stuff, whichever. Uh, and the whole thing with tax, how much you ask? I know you didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyway. $54. $54. Think about that. 50, what, what did $54 get you three years ago when Donald Trump was president? Oh, here he goes again. Life was so enriched when we had Trumpster. Life was so enriched. Sorry. Uh, $54. Can you believe that? Did I say that already? I'm sorry for being repetitive. Scary. And then you think about all the, uh, the politicians out there. You know how many people sitting around there? Uh, they, everyone, apparently everyone does their bills around the kitchen table. The whole country doesn't have dining room tables or a separate office to do bills. You know, people are you know, sitting around their kitchen table doing their bills. <laughs> what is this, the frugal meal by uh, Picasso or something? You know, everyone's hovering around a half apple, watching it rot. Scary stuff. But you think about that because it's true. I mean, it, it's, it's nothing to laugh about. The money we're spending right now. Uh, someone's talking about where's the beef commercial back in the 80s. So it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's really it's, it's, it's shattering. It, it, it really brings you down. But apparently today the, the stock market did well. Um, we're still not at world war with Russia. China hasn't invaded uh, Taiwan yet. And it's a glorious day. So if you want to chime in and chime in, uh, comment about anything I've been talking about, or whatever's on your mind that you'd like to share with us, by all means, please do so. Friday night, I did the game at uh, Indian River against the visiting Camden team. Camden, I believe, is in Oneida County or somewhere down, down there. I don't know where they are. I know they're south of Lowellville, and they had a, an hour-and-a-half trip to get up there to, to uh, Indian River. And I've never been on uh, the—well, I've been on the visiting side a couple of times, actually, I should say. It's been a while. But I was on the visiting side this past weekend— I couldn't get on the other side, but I still had decent height. And they had this little area where I could set up my camera. And right at the 50-yard line, it was great. And I, I couldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe how many people showed up from Camden. Almost as many people that were watching at home on the Indian River contingency. I mean, the, the bleachers were barely, you know, they were like half full on the other side. The bleachers on my side, which are considerably smaller, mind you, were packed with people from Camden. And all of them were like watching this team, you know, you know, make mistake after mistake. They just weren't, they couldn't measure up to Indian River. Indian River was a better team. But since they were undefeated and they have this tradition of winning, that all the fans you know, like, like to think that they're, you know, they're, they're the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs of Section 3 football. And let me tell you something, they're not. But, you know, okay, they've been fight. they were undefeated. They've had great seasons before. And it's great to see home spirit traveling an hour and a half to a game. But the stuff that I was hearing, and I, no disc these people are passionate. They were very friendly to me. 
But some of the stuff, and even even amongst themselves, people were asking, guys, it's a high school game. And they were yelling at the refs. One guy threw his thermos on the ground in disgust. I knew he was trouble the moment I walked in there. He didn't look right. And it's like, you know, it's, it reminds me of one thing. John Ster- Sterling, the announcer for the New York Yankees, my idol, other than Jim Levin, of course. He said something that is profound, and it, it applies to everything. He says, the team's success has gone to the fans' heads. And you see it all the time. You just, you know, like uh, New England fans in the last 20 years. They were the worst franchise uh, uh, other than the Jets for decades. And all of a sudden, they start winning. And all the fans start thinking that you're the best, we're the best, you suck, you've always sucked, we're number one. It's like their team's success went right to your head. You, you could barely throw a football, and yet you're an expert on football right now because you happen to choose a team that's a winner or a high school team that beats other high school teams that you expect them to win because that, that's, that makes your Friday night if they do. Or, and if they don't, you're angry. At a bunch of 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. It doesn't make any sense. It really. I Listen, if the Yankees lose tonight, and if they lost last night, I'll be very, very upset. Trust me, I'm not a good person when the Yankees lose. And there were times when I was younger when the Yankees lost. In fact, they lost to the Boston Red Sox when I was living in Hartford, Connecticut at the time. I was living in this efficiency apartment. And the Yankees blew it in the ninth inning against Boston. And they were coming back to, you know, to come back that year. In 80, was it 87, 88, I believe. No, 87. 88, sorry. And there was two brothers living downstairs, and these guys made more, more noise than you could shake a stick at. And, of course, you couldn't complain because if you did, you were worried, like, oh, well, I can't do that. I'm not cheapest. This is the 80s, you know. And, uh, but they were good guys and all, but they would always play loud, loud music, and it sucked, and they would change the song, and they would come in with this loud truck that in the park. And all. But they were nice. They were nice to me. And they made more noise than you could shake a stick at, but because they, you know, because of the nature of you know the, the times and everything, and you don't want to stir things up, blah blah blah. Yeah, they made noise, but you didn't complain. And then one night I went nuts that the Yankees blew a lead in the ninth inning at Yankee Stadium, and I was going ballistic. And then I ran into one of the guys about a couple of days later, and we were chit-chatting. And one guy says, "Hey, did you hear that the other night?" And I go, "What's that?" Oh, that person was yelling. Oh, what was it? Friday night. We, didn't, we, we were going to call the cops. We didn't know what was going on. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's, <laughs> he's talking about me. <laughs> so anyway, I, I know how it is, and I, I, I used to be a much bigger saw loser in my life. Sometimes I'd act that way on a golf course, and I woke up one day and realized I'm not Arnold Palmer, not even close. And, uh, but to see that at a high school game doesn't make any sense. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? How about uh, Buffalo winning? Yeah, Buffalo looked good. Look, great game. SU won. SU won. Yeah, Giants. The Giants won. Jets won. The the Jets won. Yeah, and the Yankees won. Right. How many times in your lifetime have you ever seen almost every team in New York State win at the same time? Right, and and here's the thing: and Hochul might lose. That would be the best New York loss or win in the history of time. Uh, does this mean that we're going to have World War III? Does this mean that hell is frozen over, that the New York teams are winning like this all at the same time? I mean, something's got to give here. This is, this is scary stuff, no? Yeah, and uh, it was uh, quite a game for Syracuse and, yeah. and Buffalo and the uh, Giants. They both came uh, back and, right. and won. So uh, that was a good weekend for, uh, like you said, for me, too. <laughs> that, okay, Glenn. Thank you. And, and the Jets won on the road. I'm not so sure the pack. Uh, the Packers are really good this year. They don't look good. 
I, every time I see uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I swear that he wants to be a game show host or something. I don't, I don't think his head's in the game anymore. Hi, you're on the air. Hey. What's happening? It's a Duff man. Yeah, yeah you wanted to know where Camden is, right on uh, between Pulaski and Rome. Okay, yeah. Is that Oneida County? Uh, it's got to yeah. be. Yeah, so Oneida County. So you, yeah, you, Camden, Camden's part of, uh, let's see, they go, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to the school there, but it's the oh. only school I've ever seen. they got a McDonald's directly across the street from them. Oh, well, that's the only high school you've ever seen with a McDonald's across the well, there's street? A, yeah, we're, I mean, in this area where there was a McDonald's, I mean, right there, I mean, directly across from right. And And I thought it was funny because, <laughs> you know, I usually, when I go to a, a high school game or anything, uh, I usually support the, uh, concession you know because you know you want to help them out usually right. the money goes towards the sporting right. uh, programs right. and so on and uh you know the amount of people that would go across the street just blew my mind <laughs> and they but yeah it, but they would do a, a a little bit different at camp and i'll be honest with you yeah. they had like a chicken barbecue huh. on game night because yeah. we used to play them back uh early on uh right. watertown played camden we played uh you know some of the other uh, mid schools, and then uh, towards the end, we ended up playing all the big, the big schools in Syracuse. But nice. when my younger son, was so playing, so was so you know, Camden Camden's have a had a uh, uh, a successful football re- uh, program over the years, or what? Yeah, yeah, they, but they've always had to play. They play tough schools. I mean, when when we played them, we played also played like Mexico. Right, uh, we suck. So this would have been like JV or whatever. Right. Or even modified back then, I guess. I shouldn't but, uh, say suck. Yeah, high you would play, uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> right. smaller schools. But uh, but then they they moved up in class too, so they'd have to play like Whitesboro, which was always tough. New Hartford, right, right, right. You know. yeah, yeah. And that those are tough ones to play. Yeah. Know, so well, I mean, okay, so you get the gist. I mean, there are some schools. I mean, not for nothing, Duff. And you're, I'm glad you called. Uh, in as far as school spirit is concerned. I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask you what it was and what it currently is. And maybe you don't know that answer, but what school, in your opinion, had the most enthusiasm for their programs, regardless of sports, and what? And is it the same today? Go ahead. General Brown. General Brown, I like that answer. Was it always that case for and you? South, and, uh, South Jeff and General yep. Brown, yep. Yep. real close. Yep. I, yep. I, I, I could not say... Uh, Sports-wise, I guess all-around sports, I'd have to give to South Jeff. I, uh, they yes. never had an empty gym or half-empty gym. Right, right. Uh, and General Brown always had great football teams and uh, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And But South Jeff, I would have to, I guess in this area, I'd have to say South Jeff had more fans and uh, you know, for the size of the school, they were always they always filled up their stands and supported their right. Their and, and and uh, and St- and Barrett really brought that to life too with the girls' program years ago. I don't know if that's yeah, still but there. I mean, it did. It even goes towards uh, even baseball. I noticed there were more fans there for baseball games huh. way back when. Uh, All right, so uh, football, you, football, you, they packed them. You know, even yeah. something as boring as a soccer team, you right. know, they would go watch them. Or lacrosse. I'm sorry, I said it. Anyway, yeah, uh, so you know, now know. you know the late great uh, Jack Scordo. I did uh, the the history video of the Watertown Cyclones. Apparently, sure, I was just looking at that the other day. I was going to uh, a friend of mine. Uh, yeah. So anyway, seen it yet? Yeah. So now my here's my point. Back in the day, it was the ticket to go to, especially the Rome-Watertown game. The whole town went there. This is before TV. This is before everything, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now, that tradition apparently went on through the 60s and 70s. 
Red and Black, of course, continues that tradition. But right now, I'd have to say, I mean, based on what I, I see in the last couple of years, particularly this year, at a winning game when they were hosting uh, Ithaca a couple of weeks back, there was absolutely no enthusiasm. And again, I, I know this sounds like a knock on the school. It's not. But it's just what happened to the t- school spirit in the bigger city. Carthage is almost th- not as good as it used to be. Watertown is pathetic. Uh, South Def, yeah. I agree, has a very good contingency and General Brown. Lowville's kind of lost it, but their team isn't as good. Their basketball team has picked up in recent years. But I think overall, I think school spirit has, is diminished. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, don't, I just, I mean. Well, look at it because the kids have no interest in it, Glenn. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're playing video games and that kind of thing. Nobody's pushing them into doing anything. But you get 40 uh, kids to show up to, to you, know, you know, put the pads on. I mean, you know, they got parents, they got friends. You know, they, they, they make the effort. They might be on computers, to, uh, video games, too, but they're actually practicing and playing eight, nine, ten games, depending on how deep they go, playing in crappy weather. So the kids are motivated oh, yeah. to play these sports, but no one wants to see, see them as much. And I wonder if that's a product of, uh, of COVID or just, you know, other things to do or just complacency. They just don't want that, you know, root for the home team anymore. Well, when my son was playing, and that was uh, last year he played was in 2006, yeah, which would have been the fall of 2005 football. Yeah, yeah, we had decent crowds at the school. Uh, there was a couple of big, I mean, heavy rain. Uh, like senior night was it rained real heavy, so you didn't have the crowd you had. But it still was a bigger crowd than what I've seen over there when I'm off my evening walk. Right, right. Uh, they just don't draw anybody over there anymore. Hmm. And and the one that it really amazes me more than anything. Is I watch the decline in the basketball, yeah, yeah, and the people going to games there, so. and the the one that I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. back in the uh, uh, early two thousands, maybe late, yeah, early two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand, you had girls basketball was real big up here right, because right. you had great you had great guards, you had uh, yeah, I remember that uh, Maria Vespa, you right. had Rosie Barr, you had uh, right, right. right. Uh, the Hageman girl, and, right, right. I mean, so they were, and there was a girl from Lava. But you had these; the games were fast paced for girls, right. and there were the girls' teams back in the early two thousands were better than any of the guys' teams you see now. Well, well, uh, relatively, and that's yeah. a, that's a, no, that's a true statement. Mm. And they packed the gymnasiums. Mm. You have never since those days seen the gymnasiums with uh, with the crowds that they've got now for girls' basketball. It's almost like it's just gone right down the, you know what? Yeah. Well, what they, Matt Gorman and uh, Sid Pond packed them in too back back in the days too. That oh was, yeah, the guys did too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They, and they did read up until, uh, uh, you know, I'd say probably 2007, 2008. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, and listen. Then, then, there, then there was a big decline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it shows now. It really does. It's a shame. Oh, by the way, who won the game? Because uh, for some reason I couldn't find the results. I went on your site. And, Everything for oh. the Indian River game. Oh, Indian River one. They cr- they crushed them by like uh, eighteen points. Yeah, they they beat them. Uh, yeah. yeah, handily. Oh, oh, I thought I put the the score on there. Sorry, I didn't do that. No, they beat them. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but thanks. Yeah, for, you couldn't yeah. find it anywhere. I mean, even Channel Seven didn't have. Huh. You know, because their sports. Because oh, I saw. It. Well, because they didn't have weekend news because of the football game. Yeah, but Rob Crone did it on Friday night because I remember coming home and seeing the footage. Yeah, I missed. Indian one. River forty-eight. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Camden twenty. Wow! No, I, no, hey, I don't I'm know what it was. Well, no, no, I have no idea. I just gave you the wrong score. I was just trying to impersonate uh-huh. Rob Cohen. Here's <laughs> forty-eight, Camden thirty, 
Anyway, we love Rob Cohen. Sorry, I'm just throwing it out there. Just, it's it's a form of flattery, guys. Believe me. Trust me. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. All right. Bye. All right I'll talk to you. Got to do a break. We'll be back with more after this. Hey, everybody. This is David Goldsmith over here. Uh, hey now, hey now. Oh, oh. 21 minutes before the hour. Well, remember last week I was telling you I had issues with my drive? I brought it over to uh, Taylor at the computer center. And uh, whatever he did, he said, geez, I, I think this drive is on its way out, Clint, but I did what I could. You could toy with it when you get back home. Now, before I gave it to Taylor, this is one of those little external drives that I do a lot of my video work on. And yes, I should have had it backed up. I did not. I transfer as much as I can after a certain time, but I got myself into a pickle, and I, and I didn't do that. So anyway, uh, it's working, and uh, I have no one else to, to thank but Taylor and, and the Lord himself. So I was busy making up for lost time last week when I couldn't work on my, my projects, and so this past weekend I was just catching up. So now I'm fixing the audio on the uh, movie that um, is going to be premiering. It needed some work. And I'm trying to see if I can get uh, Ken uh, Martin to involved too. But uh, you know, I I, I I created a whole or I, the whole movie itself is one min, one hour and seventeen minutes long. So I just I took the I, I edited uh, I upped how do I say this I increased the volume on all the segments, including the segments with uh, well-known actor John Fiore from The Sopranos. Uh, because not for nothing, and I hope the producers don't hear this segment of the show, but whoever they hired to do you know, a lot of things with that movie, especially the audio, had no clue what they were doing. No clue. You know, when you walk in on a little B-movie set and you see four or five people, you know, some from California, thinking, okay, you know, this is where it starts, this is where it is. That doesn't mean they, they know what they're doing. None of them knew what the hell they were doing. Awful. Most of the audio is off the uh, camera mics. And that's not what you want. You want boom mics. You want wireless lapel mics in certain situations. They didn't do that at all. That's why I do everything myself. I, 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 I mean, again, I, uh, I'm no expert anywhere beyond, you know, doing my audio and my video work. I do it my way. I do it my way. Sorry. But that said, it's just like, if you, it, you know, if it's like, hey, I can get someone else to do this. No, I I, I, I hired, of course, Donnie, Flat Earth Donnie, to do some uh, video work for me. He did a spectacular job. Great job. I would use him all the time. And then uh, I see other people, you know, in a whole team go out in the field. Let's go to Cicero. Let's go to Syracuse. We have John Fiore. We have a girl from Los Angeles coming in to act this out. We have eight days to do this. It's like, well, check all the audio after every scene. This isn't film. You don't have to wait three days to, to process it. It's done right now. Just do it. So I'm fixing that. And um, quite frankly, I'm doing a pretty good job. But I just tried to transfer it over to another program here. It wouldn't go. Anyway. Got to focus on other things, of course. But anyway, that's a side project. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, just call you back. I yeah. heard you talking about the high school football in Rome. Yeah. I played uh, in the 60s. And Rome and Utica were our biggest games. Yeah. We didn't play any teams here. We played all teams in Syracuse, hmm. and we were considered one of the toughest teams yeah. in this whole North Country in Syracuse. Sure. And when we went down, uh, we didn't have any lights, and there was only a few places. Uh, Auburn had lights, and they had a mini stadium, hmm. and Rome had a pretty good-sized stadium. They had lights. Hmm. So when we went down on Friday night, right. 
We all had sport coats on and dress pants and dress shoes. And then after the game, we would stop at uh, there's a big there was a big restaurant coming out of Rome. It was called the White House, mm. and they would take us all in there and feed us after the game. Right now, this game was like going to a college game. Sure. Like the uh, entryways and stuff were on the walk side. Right. And when you walked in, there's people everywhere. Right. People, And it went underneath. People walking around underneath like a big stadium. Sure. And we would draw, I'd say, 15,000, maybe more wow. at wow. that game. Wow. And uh, you'd have, you know, just talk about the difference between what's happening now and when, when I grew up. Sure. We'd have... Ten buses, at least ten buses wow. from Watertown go to that game. Incredible. People. Amazing. You know? Yeah. And we had a uh, a, a big Pop Warner League, right. which made a difference when you got to high school. Right. Did. Uh, and we had a traveling team. We had a big league for years. And uh, it's just so much uh, different now. You know, you're talking about, you know, the kids aren't into it or this and that. I mean, we couldn't wait. You know, we played sports every day, and we couldn't wait to get to high school. I mean, we didn't have the uh, early league. You know, we just had JVs and and varsity. Now, my senior year, they had 130 kids out for varsity alone. Hmm. And they had to uh, have cuts. They had four cuts. And I can remember some of the guys – Got cut going and crying a little bit because yeah, sure. they couldn't play football. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, the JVs had I don't know sixty, seventy, eighty wow. kids going out for JV. Right, right. But that's that's the difference, right. and uh, yeah. it's too bad. Yeah. Okay, no, Glenn. Thanks well, for thank, listening. Thank yeah, I don't I don't know if it's too bad. I mean, yeah, that's the natural inclination to say, ah, it's too bad. It's been going on. It's not, it's nothing recent. It's not a it's not a byproduct of COVID or anything. I interviewed a guy in that same uh, Watertown video of, of the history of the football team, and he was a uh, corrections officer. And I forget his name. He looked like a, a bad guy from a 70s sitcom show, though. I see him around every now and then. Uh, he's a good guy. And, he's, and, he, he, and I, I, I recorded him back in you know early 2000s. He said, geez, there's a lot of sandlot fields that used to be occupied every year, either softball or football. And, and, and again, you know, we talk about, you know, how I mean, for instance, today I was watching. Uh, I went home. I, I'm, t- I'm trying to figure out my computer, and I just slipped in, and I'm watching. What the hell is her name? Rachel Ray. And and they were congratulating this kid. He's about I don't know nine, ten years old, and he, he's into fashion. And his fa- and his fa- and mom and dad were so fascinated that he loves fashion. He's got a fashion sense about him. And they were, you know, were, you know, showing off this kid like he was, you know, the next Liberace or something. And he was just a normal kid. He looked like the kid from Two and a Half Men. And, and and again, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's 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 okay. So this kid likes fashion. I knew Jeff Scalfani, you know, didn't want to play baseball or stickball on the fields. Uh, he wanted to make greeting cards, you know. And people picked on him for that because you know Jeff was different. And one of the funniest guys I ever met, by the way, a smart guy, good-looking dude. He died of AIDS in the '90s. Uh, but, you know, which seems like we're just, you know, we're, we're not celebrating tough kids anymore. It's like, you know, a kid shows up and he, he could be the next, who knows, you know, a sprinter or, or Tom Brady or throws a ball 80 yards. And 
said, nah, we don't want to talk about him. We want to talk about the kid that likes, you know, at nine years old, wants to make, you know, designer bags on his own, which is a great story. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost like they're purposely going out of their way to celebrate the exception as opposed to a bunch of kids going out on a ba- football field and winning a game for the old alma mater. We just, we, and again, that's an extreme example of it, but I think it all trickles down to one thing. We just, we don't care about that anymore. People say, oh, it's video games, people hanging out, getting fat, eating out of a styrofoam box. Well, it's those things, too. And by the way, Glenn Curry doesn't go to a high school game. I have no skin in the game as it is. I go, I get paid to call this thing on Facebook. But I love doing it. And I realize how much of a tradition Watertown has had over the years and other schools. But like so many things, it's changed. And I swear that by the year 2040... I can almost guarantee you that high school football will be a shadow of its original self. IAC dropped it four years ago. Other schools have dropped it over the years. It's expensive. Uh, there's not as much participation anymore. People have been gravitating towards third world you know, uh, uh, sports like soccer. And that's fine. Anything to get the kids out and, and participate, I understand that. It's better than doing nothing. But it seems like we're, just, we, we, we're kind of renouncing masculinity. And it's it shows it really shows. Hi, you're in the air. Good lord. Good lord. <laughs> SG. Um, I was waiting for you to call. Speaking and of that commercial, I think you're turning into your mom. Oh, I love you those commercials. The, the, yeah. You watch the View and Rachel Ray. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I no, my mom didn't watch the View. Trust me. She, <laughs> you know what? My mom didn't even mom. like uh, Judge Judy. She didn't like her at all. You're, you're turning into somebody's mom. Ah, uh, yeah, That's, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. There's nothing I, wrong I, with that. Yeah, Mothers are fine. Shows. I, I, uh, you know, I watch a clip from when when uh, what's her name when McCain was on there. I watch some clips a lot of times because it got quite interesting when they go back and forth. But, yeah, sure. You know, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen one since she left. I don't think. Huh. Um, I know I know you don't like good news about uh, Biden getting do, getting good stuff done. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, you already know we have twelve chip plants being uh, uh, what twelve what being, twelve pimp. We have tw- we have twelve microchip plants. Oh yeah, yeah. In the United States right now. There you go. Um, so they can they can take over Taiwan. No one should care. No, he just signed uh, a uh, executive <laughs> order saying that United United States citizens cannot work in that industry in China anymore. So he basically just shut down the, the semiconductor wow. industry it, in China. There you go. On the spell. That won't piss so him off. Boom, yeah. boom, China. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 boom goes that's the dynamite. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's also there's a Honda battery plant being uh, built. That's uh, yeah. No wonder he's letting all these migrants in. We got to get all these workers to work, you know to no, build batteries. Well, that's, that's why that's why people need to stop on the migrant thing because the thing is is there is going to be there's more there's already more industry being reshored than ever in history because we realize China sucks. We can't depend on them. Russia sucks. We can't depend on them. Right. We build the factories here. You know you can have uh, things assembled in Mexico or Canada or whatever. You know, right. Work. And, uh, you know, and Let's go to gas somewhere else. Let's go to Venezuela to get our oil, sense. dirty oil at that. Yes. But so we're building chip well, plants, well, then, so we're doing great stuff. Then when you when you get the green energy in, that, then we're still going to be producing the same amount of oil, but we can then be selling more. We're not using our, our you know, the less we use, the better it is. Oh, you mean because we you build know. more battery, electric cars will use less oil? Is that the idea? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, we, we, you know, so you're not like a drug dealer using his own stuff or whatever. Right. You know, we'll still be producing Come oil, on, Kate, look at this kitchen. Look at this. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Clean it up. I hate you. Sorry. Good fellows. Uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. All right. So, all right. So, 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 so we should give uh, Joe Biden a, a B plus for you know 
microchips. Yeah, and, 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 but he's going to and Venezuela, and he's begging and, and, on his and, hands and knees to Saudi Arabia for, for oil over there. Should we be proud of that, too, SG, or what? I don't want to just be the well, devil's advocate, but it's painfully it, you know, obvious he's trying to, to cut us down here. You want to be in a world war? I don't want to be in a world war. He's trying to make things better while we take care of business. You know, because we don't need another Hitler taking over right. all, all the countries because he's not going to stop it just once. What, 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 like, what, what did Hitler say about Jews today? Is that why you call him Hitler? Because apparently uh, uh, former President Donald Trump said some anti-Semitic comments, and now you're comparing him to Hitler. Is that it? I was talking about Putin, but if you want to oh, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're tort. They, you know, the Russians are torturing people, and you know, there's all, all the good old German hits. You know, it's just the right good now. old boys. Yeah, it's so, just I mean, the good I mean, old boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, need to kick him all the way back to Moscow and That's stay right. there. Stay there. I we have to start singing that song that Hannity would use in the beginning of it. I'd kick him in the. <laughs> Whatever. I can't remember. All right, listen, I got to do a break. All right. It's the American. It's the Amer- Amer- American. Sean Hannity. 462 days left. Left, left, left. Life's all not, not all, all sad. There's yeah. a lot of good things going on. And, I love yeah. those videos where they show videos of. I, I show this to my wife, and she has no idea what I'm, what I'm talking about. But there's videos. Where, you, know, you, you know how you go to one video on your timeline and you just start you know, wasting time and breath and brain power and there's this yeah, yeah. this thing there's this video videos of, of neighborhoods in detroit michigan and they, and they go back to these google images of of homes that were standing say like in 2006 and then they'll show the same home three years later and then and then they play this music that and then he goes i know i really love you but it makes me <laughs> and they show that. Seen that. <laughs> then they. Sh- it's hard to explain. My wife looks at me like I have two heads. But they play this upbeat music of the way it looked like in 2006, and then they show it what it looks looks like today. It's uh, fallen down. Okay. Uh, anyway, you got to check it out when you when you see it. I'm sorry, it's just right. the way Glenn Curry gets excited. My mom gave me a rubber uh, band for Christmas. I was uh, I was enthralled. Anyway, gotta go. Gotta get out of here. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, SG. Got to do a break. We'll be back. There's a. Hi, Ernie. Hey, Glenn. How are you doing? It's the gun nut. What's going on, gun nut? Oh, not much. Not much. I was. I'm kind of tense about the Yankees. I'm hoping yeah. they can win. I know. I know. I, 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 know, I, I, I worry about the weather. What's the know, weather you, down in New York? Does what's, Does anyone know what the weather's like down in New York right now? I I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't really looked. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a call a couple calls back from. A guy who was talking about how everybody tried out for the, there was a lot of enthusiasm yeah, and stuff right. in Watertown. You know, I really like that caller. He, that guy's yeah, just guy. no nonsense. Yeah. He just hits things. Right. And, um, you know, probably the greatest Watertown High School athletic tradition was our old wrestling teams. Yes. Um, I don't know if you heard much about it, Ron Rock and those guys. Mm-hmm. and. And, you know, Coach Rydell, you had uh, Will Corbett, you had state champions, Don Dixon, right. you know, Keith Rose. Do you, do you know much about that? No, era? I don't. I do know that wrestling's real big in, like, uh, Krogan, uh, you know, other areas. Uh, I, I know in, in St. Lawrence County it's really big. In fact, we cover it on radio up, up north. Uh, Chris Spicer does uh, wrestling over the air. And yeah. uh, that that should be interesting. Oh, and uh, oh, he's got him under a tuck. Can he get him down? Oh, he's got him! Yeah, the crowd grows crazy. Well, those guys, you know, the the <laughs> the folks, the fans knew wrestling. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they were yeah. they were informed, and oh, you yeah. know, Watertown teams, Rydell teams, would go two years mm-hmm. without losing a match. You know. Yeah, I can imagine. It and was it was great stuff. Yeah, and SG SG yeah, SG right SG declaring you have chip plants yeah. coming online. Right. You know, like looking at an empty field, SG is not the same as oh now look we got factories going. Right. My my question would be, you know, you you know Biden, you saw this coming for twenty or forty or sixty years, however he's been planted in there. Right. You saw this coming. Why are you just now running to cornfields and declaring them chip factories? <laughs> I mean, that's you know, SG, come on, buddy. Got to find. Right, he's got to find the silver I'll lining. Let you go, bud. Thank you, my friend. He has to find the silver lining, and he does. You got to give him credit. He's talking about you know the president and his accomplishments, and you know his son apparently died in war, despite the fact that he died in a hospital bed. It was an awful thing, but you know, you worry about the president when he makes comments about his son Bo having you know passed away in Iraq, unless he, of course he was suggesting that he got the the brain tumor as a result of being in Iraq. That was not the case. Frightening stuff. It really is. This guy's running the whole world. You're on the air. You're getting out of your car at the same time. I, I know that for sure. Who is this? Hey, how you doing? T- on the air with not the mayor, but good to be on here with you, Mr. Curry. Take your, take your keys out of the ignition. It's driving me crazy. Close the door. Uh, it's not the door. I got the dog sitting up front. I just got back from canine college. But, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be done. and be done. It'll stop in a second. Hey. Oh uh, I think I hope everybody remembers that the United States of America, not more than a few months ago, begged Canada to bail us out for baby formula under That's this right. year president. That's so good the point. caller two, two callers ago, whatever that dude right. deal is with how great Joe Biden is, right. it, you know, he can stuff it yeah. begging Canada and Europe to bail out the United States. I appreciate it, my friend. Produce baby food. Thank you. I got to go, but can. thank you for the call. You're a good American. AM 1240. W810 Watertown makes us legal, of course. We'll see you tomorrow. Up next, as you know, on AM 1240, it's CBS News. See you tomorrow.